The Devils are back to practicing once again after an extended Christmas break. And also the NHL has reintroduced the taxi squad. However, there are some rule changes. And what are my thoughts going into uh, the season once again after that extended break? Well, we have a lot to discuss in this episode, so buckle up. You're Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked On Devils, Trey Matthews. Alrighty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer and also Devils writer for Pucks and Pitchforks, Trey Matthews. And to all those who celebrate, I hope you had a very Merry Christmas. I got a new laptop and a new microphone, so I got a couple of new pieces of equipment to work with. However, I love both of them. So far, so good. Still using the same app to record this episode on. And now, the New Jersey Devils, we are finally back to action. Knock on wood, we have a game Uh, on Wednesday when this episode goes live, so tomorrow against the Buffalo Sabres. So uh, we are almost back to that time of seeing the Devils take the rink once again. However, the excuses are starting to become thinner and thinner because uh, we're getting a lot of players uh, removed from the COVID protocol list. So they they know there's going to be a lot of pressure to just to redeem themselves because if they get back onto the rink and they're still performing the way that they have been doing for the past few weeks, then there's really no excuse because the excuse that I've been hearing the past couple weeks is that the Devils, they've been having a lot of uh, players go in and out of the COVID protocol, which a lot of teams have had uh, this this past year we're not just seeing in the NHL we're also seeing in the NBA and other leagues as well we're still trying to recover as much as we can but like I said in the last episode there's definitely going to be some setbacks but uh, I've already said my opinions on how the NHL should handle it if they want to see any success of just moving forward from all this but nonetheless the Devils have had to deal with it the past few weeks they had five players onto the COVID protocol luckily we have five players off of it unfortunately we have a couple more players going onto that protocol so we'll talk more about that momentarily but uh, in the meantime, uh, when this episode goes live, it'll be Tuesday, and the New Jersey Devils will have a game the next day, Wednesday, against the Buffalo Sabres. Hopefully that game does not get postponed. I'm not really hearing any words as to whether or not the game will be postponed. I'm not hearing anything, so knock on wood, hopefully the New Jersey Devils play on Wednesday, and this has been an extended break for them, so hopefully this has just been a little bit of a wake-up call, a little bit of a refresher, because uh, I heard an athlete once say that uh, a losing streak can't get into a team's head. Not only that, it can get into your car it could get into your clothes so it it mentally it can definitely take a toll on you so hopefully this extended Christmas break for the Devils maybe it was a blessing in disguise but or then again maybe it's gearing them up for failure because we already saw what a two-week hiatus can do to a team when they have a COVID outbreak because the Devils unfortunately play victim to that uh, last season. So hopefully everything is going to work out in the way that we want it to. We're not expecting them to just light the world on fire. We're just looking for improvement. So uh, for right now, in terms of their uh, COVID outbreak, five players have been removed from the protocol. Unfortunately, two have been added on. So Thomas Tatar and John Gillies uh, did not participate in the latest Devils practice, uh, and they've been added to that COVID protocol list. So uh, you know, it's a it's a tough lick, but ultimately, you know, while I do like Thomas Tatar, I don't think he's 
that big of a deal for going on to the COVID protocol. John Gilly certainly isn't that big a deal. He is our backup goalie, but you know, at the same time, uh, my trust for John Gillies is just as high as for Akira Schmid or Nico Dawes. Speaking of which, uh, Amanda Stein re- reported that Gillies going to the protocol didn't require a call up from the New Jersey Devils, so they didn't need to call up Nico Dawes or anything like that. And speaking of which, I will talk about the taxi squad rules because the NHL did have to make a few changes because as you guys know, this was certainly big last season usually you want to have a few players on standby just in case things go wrong or maybe you're having a little bit of an outbreak so right now I think the Devils are in good hands so when talking about the players who are returning for the Devils Nico Heizer, Ryan Graves, P.K. Subban, Jesper Boquist and Christian Yaros so Nico Heizer and Ryan Graves those are big re-additions for the New Jersey Devils P.K. Subban it's more of a coin flip it's 50-50 like I told you guys in previous episodes P.K. Subban is certainly uh, playing much better than what he did a couple seasons ago for the Devils, but still his best is not really up to par to, I guess, a decent defenseman in the NHL, but still nice to have him back. Yes, for Boquist, Christian Yaros, honestly, like I, I sometimes forget those guys are on the roster. So that's not really that big a deal, but certainly Nico Heizer and Ryan Graves rejoining the team uh, will pay dividends for us because like I said, the excuse for the Devils was that they had a lot of players on the COVID protocol. So now that we're getting some key players back, the excuses for Lindy Ruff and the entire organization grows thinner and thinner and thinner. So if we continue to play like we did a couple weeks ago, then Lindy Ruff certainly does not have long with this organization. I'm not going to dwell on that. I've already talked about that a lot last week with Neil from the Dell State of Mind podcast and also Jersey Joe, but I'm just saying hopefully uh, we can snap that six game uh, losing streak because this is our longest losing streak of the season. And you can no longer use the excuse saying we've had a lot of guys go on to the COVID protocol because I've been hearing a lot of players, a lot of the fans, and also a lot of the coaching staff say that. But I feel as though that's a piss poor excuse because at the same time, when I'm seeing some of these games, there's just no effort out there. So hopefully this pause in action for the Devils, just like I said uh, earlier in the show, is just a wake up call for them. Hopefully this is a refresher mentally and hopefully they just come out with a much more positive outlook on things because look, I know things have been rough. I know this season hasn't really gone the way we anticipated. I know we expected a lot better from them. There's just too much talent on this team for us to be performing the way that we are right now. Because theoretically, guys, if we go on like a 10 game losing streak, then what improvements did we make uh, compared to last season? What did we just, you know, uh, finish out the season better or things like that. It's just like there's just too much talent on this team for us to be in the position that we are in currently. And like I said uh, in my previous few episodes, it's just like I expect, you know, not the world from the Devils per se, but just I expect a little bit better. So look, I get it and I will be very empathetic towards the Devils organization, which is like, I get it. You, you've had players go in and out of the COVID protocol. I know adding P.K. Subban didn't really help things either just because you did it for precautionary reasons because P.K. Subban is asthmatic. But at the same time, it's just like... You know, you can't show just a teeny bit more effort out there or, you know, against the Vegas Golden Knights, I thought we, you know, played better when the game was pretty much out of hand, like we had no chance of winning. So, uh, or against the Detroit Red Wings, we gave Dylan Larkin, what, his first career hat trick and he got within the first two periods. And I said, this is a time for us to really assert ourselves as one of the best young teams in the NHL against another young team. Well, here's the thing, guys, we're not really doing ourselves any favors when we drop games like that, like. Uh, Neil didn't anticipate for us to win that game. However, I had 
higher hopes for it, but I, I didn't think we were going to win against Vegas Golden Knights. The score was a lot closer than I anticipated, but still, my thing uh, for the Devils is just that we have to play better, and we're going to talk more about that later in this episode. But first, I want to tell you guys something very interesting because, as you guys know, uh, it's the New Year, so that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. Built Bar makes it easier to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good you'll want to eat it. Unlike other protein bars, which could be chalky or waxy or taste like a chemical spill, you want to eat healthy, but it just gets so boring. By like week three, you might be thinking, this is just not worth it. Where's the chocolate? Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate, and you're probably thinking to yourself, uh-uh-uh-uh, sounds like an unhealthy snack. I'm not going to do that. Well, here's the thing. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has about 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. Here's an idea for that new year. Go out to your secret treat stashes at home, in the pantry, and at the office or the car, wherever you keep them. Throw out all that sugary or calorie-filled treats and replace them with Built Bars. So when you're craving a snack or a treat, you can reach for something that's healthy and tastes incredible. Even if you're not a huge fan of working out, you can still uh, eat something. And like I said, Built Bars taste really good. I love them when I work out, and there's so many flavors to choose from. You got coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, raspberry, cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint brownie, and many more. In fact, Built is always coming out with new limited-time flavors, so check out Built.com often to see what's new. The offer is go to Built.com, use promo code, and get 50% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. And now the second live read comes from our friends at BetOnline. Please remember to gamble responsibly. So BetOnline has you covered this holiday season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues to march its way through the college bowls season and pro football playoffs as well. My fantasy team can go kick rocks. Bet online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to our website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKDOWN to receive your bonus from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports, so don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing new offers available bet online where the game starts please remember to gamble responsibly once again and visit our friends at locked on bets for all your betting needs there as well okay so let's get back to discussing the uh overall rule changes that the nhl and its players association agreed upon during this extended christmas break so here's the thing about uh the covid outbreak and i said it in the last episode and this is just my personal opinion i'm not trying to downplay anything i'm not trying to offend anyone but my personal opinion is that the nhl needs to take the route of the NFL and just stop testing vaccinated asymptomatic players because the thing is is like you can't stop a virus it's not going to get down to zero percent it's not going to happen you can't stop it you can contain it but at the same time you know I'm sure there's a lot of other symptoms that players face and it's not COVID related so my thing is just like you know I think we should stop testing vaccinated asymptomatic players because Ryan Graves revealed in his interview with Amanda Stein that it was very frustrating that he had to sit out for that extended period of time of being in the COVID protocol when he was asymptomatic and feeling just fine to hit the ice because, you know, that just takes, you know, a lot away from our organization. It takes a lot away from our fans. And I know Ryan Graves' fan page was not too pleased about that because I hadn't seen them post. 
most uh, that little in, I, I don't think, ever. So my thing for uh, the NHL is that that's my suggestion. I think they're going to try to take the necessary steps maybe towards midseason uh, is when we can start to see maybe that rule change take place or maybe they'll lighten up on their COVID procedures. I know it's a little hard because there's so many uh, Canadian hockey teams and we know how strict Canada is with their COVID protocols. So because, uh, you know, I'm seeing some Canadian teams basically say they're not going to have fans in attendance or maybe they're shrinking it down to only 50 percent capacity. I know the Prudential Center where the Devils play, they said uh, mass throughout the entirety of the season. No ifs, ands or buts about it. Doesn't matter if you're vaccinated or not. So uh, as a fan, I know that could be a little frustrating, but that's my suggestion if we really want to move forward for this. Now, like I said, the NHL, they're taking the necessary steps to basically get back to what, what we once were. And, you know, obviously they don't want to see a pause in action like this ever again, even if it was just for a few days. But the NHL and its Players Association has temporarily reintroduced the taxi squad system between today and the All-Star break. And here are some of the rules. So it officially began the day after Christmas, December 26, 2021. And it will stop after each respective club's final game prior to the all-star break so uh the limits is that a maximum of six players per team no minimum number of players so theoretically the devils can just have one or two in their taxi uh squad but like i said uh since there's only two players on the COVID protocol for the devil's organization. I don't think there's really any necessity to, you know, uh, have players in your taxi squad ready to jump out at the opportunity. It's just so little players. There's no need for that to happen. So, but uh, this will get a little interesting. So just bear with me. So ineligible players, players who meet these three requirements are not eligible for the taxi squad. So this is going to apply to players on the club's NHL active roster, people who are on the injured list or designated non-roster on December 22nd. This does not include emergency recalls and are exempt from regular season waivers and have been on an NHL roster for 54 days between October 12th and December 22nd or participated in 16 of their club's previous 20 games. This includes backup goaltenders who did not play in the game. So the uh, roster emergency exception, the uh, REE as it's uh, an acronym, can be used to recall a player if their cap hit is $1 million or less. The team does not need to first play a game with a shortened bench prior to using the REE if the reason for the recall is a player is being unavailable due to COVID Oversight, the league is reintroduced to taxi squad for the purpose of COVID management rather than salary cap management and will review every taxi squad placement to ensure it is used for its intended purposes. So like I said, uh, this is actually not required for all the NHL teams. So going back to what I said moments ago, the Devils have Tatar and they have Gillies on their COVID protocol. So I don't anticipate for the Devils to have any players added to their taxi squad just because we have so little players on the protocol. There's no reason to have a player on standby. But ultimately, we could have really used that when Nico Heizer, uh, Ryan Graves, P.K. Subban, when they were out, because those are key players that we need in order to just play better than what we've been playing the last couple of weeks. So, like I said, I think this is a good step for the NHL just to reintroduce the taxi squad, because like I said, you want to see as little games postponed as possible, because I remember the Devils earlier this season, they had a game against the Ottawa Senators, as many of you know already, got pushed back due to the fact that the Ottawa Senators had 10 or so players on their COVID 
COVID protocol list. Now, that probably would not happen if they had the taxi squad and just had like what, like five five or so players available to play just because, you know, that kind of, uh, it, it heals the wound just a little bit, doesn't entirely, but at the same time, it's better than nothing. So th this really could have been used earlier in the year. And I really wish the NHL actually uh, integrated this uh, prior to this season started because I, I said at the beginning of the year, I do anticipate for some sort of outbreak. I only anticipate for maybe a couple games for the Devils to get postponed due to COVID. I really thought we were making pushes in the right direction. However, you know, I, I was proven wrong. And But like I said, I feel like the NHL can handle it in more ways than one. But I think I've touched on my personal opinion enough in that regard. So one of the things I want to highlight, because like I said, the taxi squad rules have changed compared to this year, is that... Uh, we need to look at who is eligible for the taxi squad. So uh, players that are exempt from the waivers cannot be on it. And that is actually a huge deal for the New Jersey Devils. So all about the jersey.com actually did a report on this. And they said based on their calculations of the waiver exempt Devils back in September, there are 13 Comets who could not be on the taxi squad due to that reason. And that would include players like Akira Schmidt, Kevin Ball, and Jesper Boquist. And that means that the Devils would have to rely on uh, veterans of Utica to be on the taxi squad if and when the Devils decide to, you know, use the taxi squad. Because like I said, it's not a requirement. So uh, they would have to go to players like Chase DeLeo, Frederick Gauthier, Colton White, Robbie Russo, AJ Greer, and Joseph Gambardella. So uh, it, it's not as cut and dry. We can't just add anybody to the taxi squad. We would have to rely on on those veterans and also Brian Flynn, Brian Flynn. So sorry in, in that regard. So um, yeah, so th those are the players that would uh, theoretically have to be added to the taxi squad if the Devils decide to use it. So we can't just pick any of our top young guys down in Utica. We have to go for the veterans of the Utica Comets. But you know, like I said, if, if they're veterans of Utica, then maybe they have a little bit more experience than some of the other guys that I just uh, said who cannot be added, but doesn't mean they're more talented. But uh, like I said, that's why I don't anticipate for the Devils to go to any of those players for the taxi squad with uh, Tatar and also uh, Gillies being out due to, uh, like I said, them being added to the COVID protocol. So because I don't think there's any necessity of bringing those players up for standby, especially like, you know, like I said, it's not really that big a deal. Only two players out. So at the time of this recording, I'm not seeing anything in regards to the Devils taxi squad. So that could obviously change in a matter of 24 hours, but I'm not anticipating a taxi squad list tweeted out by Amanda Stein anytime soon. Knock on wood. So I think the worst of the COVID outbreak amongst the Devils organization, I think it's already come and gone. And I think we're trying to move forward. So if there is ever a postponement of games, I don't think it's on the New Jersey Devils side. So I think the Devils got uh, the worst of the COVID outbreak already out the way. Better it happened now than later in the season when we're trying to make a push of some sorts, hopefully. But uh, for right now, I think the Devils are in the clear. Okay, so when I talk about the Devils being in the clear, I just mean for COVID. They are not out of the woods in terms of their overall team problems. So like I said, uh, a losing streak can get into a team's head. So maybe this stoppage of play was just a blessing in disguise for the Devils. But overall, they were able to hit the ice for practice. And uh, Damon Severson said following the Devils 5-2 loss against Detroit on December 18th, according to NewJerseyDevils.com, he said, it's brutal. It's frustrating. COVID, we're missing guys. We're not playing good. We're losing. 
losing just everything that seems to, that could be going wrong seems to be right now. So like I said, Damon Severson is pretty much echoing what everyone else is saying amongst the Devils organization in terms of our losing ways, which is maybe this is more on COVID versus the Devils overall style of play because yeah, they have a lot of key guys out and we're getting our key guys back. But here's the thing, uh, you can no longer use that piss poor excuse as to why you're losing. So I, I think for the New Jersey Devils, now is the time to really turn your season around because I've said many times before in last week's series of Pity Party episodes, we may be down, but we're not out. Aside from the top three teams in the Metropolitan Division with the Pittsburgh Penguins just looking on the outside just a little bit, it's still pretty much anyone's game in the Metropolitan Division. So like I said, down but not out, but we're not doing ourselves any favors when we're not putting up any effort of any sort. Because look, you can't blame COVID if you're not putting the effort on the sheet of ice. I know it's hard, and I know you know once you give up that first goal, you just put your head between your legs. But like I said, you're down, but you're certainly not out. So according to NHL.com, the following night, uh, New Jersey will lose its sixth game in a row, the longest losing skid of the 2021-2022 season to date. The Devils lost multiple players to the NHL's COVID-19 protocol list. The majority of the available roster was battling everything from the flu to the common cold, and the players were tired mentally and physically. Those reasons and more led to the league's postponing New Jersey's game on December 21st, and the Devils went back into December break with time to heal. So, Time heals all wounds. Well, let's see if if that saying says true for the New Jersey Devils. So the break is over, and the Devils need to get back to into the win column after going one eight and one in its last ten contests. So let me repeat that one eight and one. And here's what uh, Tom Fitzgerald had to say. He said, "I was really happy with the team coming out of training camp, start of the season, first 15, 16 games. I was too because I thought we were playing pretty decent. But he said our record showed we were rewarded for our structure, our commitment to structure, our commitment to details, our commitment to each other. We just need to find that team. And I, I'm telling you guys, I don't think uh, Lindy Ruff is going to be shown out the door by Tom Fitzgerald unless ownership just basically tells Tom Fitzgerald, look, it's time to say goodbye to Lindy." Ruff because Tom Fitzgerald has said nothing but nice things to Lindy Ruff in media availability. So in regards to the players, Nico Heizer and Ryan Graves do expect better from this team. They said that their style of play uh, for the Devils organization is to play fast. So they like the overall system that is set up for the Devils. However, they haven't been able to capitalize on it that much this season because, you know, Jack Hughes, one of our fastest guys, went out within the first two games uh, to begin the year. And he hasn't really been himself ever since he returned turn from the injured list so hopefully everything can just uh rebound it and just go back into our favor and like i said I, i've said this so many times i sound like a broken record but maybe this break this pause of action like i said not trying to belittle the safety not trying to belittle the concern throughout the entirety of the league but maybe it was a blessing in disguise for the devil so uh in regards to what lindy ruff has said in media availability recently he said we just have to focus on the parts of our game where we're going to try to improve after being off three or four days uh sunday was a day just to try to get everybody's legs underneath them get good flow get a good practice in and get a good sweat he said uh on monday so after uh after practice uh today at the time of this recording he said we'll dig in a little bit deeper we'll get back to our system play more competitive more one-on-one more small ice battles a lot of drills like that to get ready to play hockey so our next game is going to be against the buffalo sabers and uh, I'll save it for my pregame uh, episode. Uh, hopefully nothing bad 
that happens uh, after I, I uh, stop recording and publish this episode. But ultimately, uh, this is going to be a good test for the Devils because, like I said, the excuses have waned much thinner. So they're definitely going to be looked at uh, through a microscope and things have to get better because there is literally little to no excuse because the excuse you could use at the beginning of the year, Jack Hughes is out, one of our best players. You could say that uh, Mackenzie Blackwood, uh, Jonathan Bernier were out. So we had to rely on Nico Dawes. We had to rely on Akira Schmidt. We had to rely on Scott Wedgwood. We had to rely on those guys. Our defense uh, it's getting there. Dougie Hamilton, Ryan Graves are playing well. And once our bottom four defense gets their act together, we'll be unstoppable. Uh, you know, the excuses, they're, they, they have Wayne Thin, okay? So no more this COVID BS. No more of uh, just saying like we have a player out and a key player out. No more uh, Liddy Ruff just, you know, trying to give some noble pride uh, answer kind of thing saying tonight's loss was on me. Yeah, obviously it was on you. <laughs> Who else would we be blaming? That's why you see your name trending on Devil's Twitter pages night in and night out if we play poorly. Same with Mark Recchi. So the excuses, uh, I, I really don't want to hear anything else from the Devil's organization. I want to hear accountability mainly from Tom Fitzgerald. And, and talk about a steady plan. Things have to go better for the Devils organization. I hope they go better. Hopefully this long break has taught us something. And hopefully once we got into the flow of practice, hopefully everything has gone much better. So as for today's episode, that's all the time I have for you guys. So thanks for listening. Continue to stay safe. Have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go Devils. And like I said, the excuses are much thinner now. So hopefully the Devils can rebound in our next game against the Buffalo Sabres. Still got a full day to uh, think about that, but those are my overall initial reactions post-Christmas break. So thanks for listening once again.